take your position. The show is about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On Screen, where we discuss all things cinema all the time. Here's your host. The award goes to Joe Burnett, Joe Cuffney, and Jesse Reichenstein. Lights, camera, action. Okay, this episode we're talking about the virus film Contagion. It was a groundbreaking ceremony for a new factory. Did you mention seeing anyone who was sick? Anyone on a plane at the airport? No, she said she was jet lagged. The average person touches their face three to five times every waking minute. In between, we're touching doorknobs, water fountains, and each other. Beth! No, no, uh, uh, go up to your room, honey. So we have a virus with no treatment protocol and no vaccine at this time. You had a seizure this morning, Beth. She had a history of seizures? No, no, no. Allergies? As of last night, there were 32 cases. Unfortunately, she did die. Can I go talk to her? Mr. Amos, your wife is dead. What are you talking about? What happened to her? What happened to her? Is there any way someone could weaponize the bird flu? Is that what we're looking at? Someone doesn't have to weaponize the bird flu. The birds are doing that. Watch this. It's transmission. So we just need to know which direction. On day one, there were two people, and then four, and then 16. In three months, it's a billion. That's where we're headed. They're calling out the National Guard. They're moving the president underground. People will panic. Get away! It will tip over. The truth is being kept from the world. Cook your samples, destroy everything. Hello. I need you to get me the names of everyone who serviced this room. It's an emergency. You can't panic now. I know. I'm gonna get you home. I got people too, Dr. Cheever. We all do. Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Stay away from other people. Get back in your car! We're not it's sick! It's figuring us out faster than we're figuring it out. It's mutated. AKA reality and COVID AKA this movie I thought came out this year. <laughs> Trigger warning. Even though it was from 2011. <laughs> AKA I'm so sad. AKA this is it. All right. Rating. I, I also love that. But I think it's come up before like how Joe Burnett doesn't like, co- like you're like, I do not want COVID in anything made these days. I don't want it. Like, I don't want any reference to it. I want to escape. And then we watch the movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I, I think the funniest part was when Joe posted it, my reaction was because we have our Slack channel and we, that's where we post our movies. And my reaction was, Oh God. And then Jesse's was that like the, the straight, eye, fa- straight yeah. face. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> the dash, dash, dash. <laughs> yep. I, love I mean, that. honestly, the, it was, I picked it kinda to stress you guys out because I knew it would. <laughs> but yeah, it you said time to get stressed out. That's, <laughs> That's true. I think that is how I posted. I was like, let's get stressed yeah. out. And then I was like, contagion's the pick. Um did so it work? I, oh, it worked. Okay, great. <laughs> Have you seen this before or no? I well th- that's what was kind of interesting about it is that, like the first couple days of of when we were locked down in uh like March of 2020. I was like, D, let's watch Contagion. (laughs) And um, so we watched it then. But watching it again now is like that much more unnerving because of how things have been the past few years. But it is kind of interesting to like see the different perspectives between like March 2020 when everything was shutting down and, and like thinking about what could happen. And now like watching this movie and being like, what has happened? 
Um, so it was definitely interesting from that point of view, but it still stressed me out. <laughs> Isn't the timeline hilarious? Like again, watching it at the beginning when we were like two weeks to flatten the curve two years ago. And in like in the movie, right. It's like, there's like unrest at like day 20 and they like make the vaccine at day 29, you know, like yeah. everything in the movie is like talking about how crazy it is to take how long it is and like the vaccine the birthdays and how long it's like we're gonna have 140 more days of this and you're watching that like the end of like year two of a pandemic and you're like yeah 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 but But like like a lot of it is i mean i i did find like a lot of a lot of it like oddly accurate you know like uh some of the like misinformation stuff, some of the like variant stuff, like, Oh, new variant, you know, guess, yeah. guess we're all, you know, going to have to deal with that now. Um, like all the stuff leading up I to mean, the vaccine, like it, like it, it was eerily accurate. It was very, and for this probably was shot in Oh nine or 10 at least. And I didn't even heard the, I haven't heard the term social distancing until COVID and it was mentioned in this movie. Yeah. I was like, it is pretty crazy how ac- I literally thought this was about 2022. I was like, or 2021 or 2020, whatever year you want to call it. <laughs> but yeah. it literally, like, we do all that stuff. I mean, they have the hazmat suits, they have the masks, they've got everything. It, it's crazy. It's it's crazy how long ago this movie was. It, it, it both makes me like interested in the science of it, but also just terrified of like and stressed out about like the humanity of it and like all the uh, not so great things that come along with a, a pandemic. Well, I think the, I think one of the better parts of this was that it did seem, it was worse, obviously in this movie. Well, I don't want to get any, I don't want to get, any, I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> I mean, objective views here, which we're ranking. <laughs> I don't really think there's spoilers because we've all lived this kind of. Right. You know? Well, no one gets seen and... from COVID, which is good. So yeah, that's or, true. So, I don't know. But there was, which I always think back, like we are super young, early 2000s. There's SARS, the other, you know, but like people became symptomatic and died much quicker, which is why mm. it didn't really spread. But like Toronto was like an epicenter of SARS. That's crazy. I mean, granted, we like live across the lake from it, but like I don't even remember SARS being a thing. I remember you know, like I remember six. it being a thing, but like yeah. it's not like anything changed because of SARS. I remember I, we were supposed to take a school trip to Toronto and it got canceled because of SARS. Oh. That was a young trip, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was like for like like a one of the like night dinners, you know, like uh night jousting Ooh. dinner things. Oh, the medieval times? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> night yeah, yeah, no way. That's I've never been. I've always wanted to go on those. That's cool. That's so That's funny. So I feel can like I would oh, go for it. Okay. Can we just also agree that the only redeeming part of this movie was is but one person in the cast. Only one it? of them? One person. Oh, so outshined everyone. Okay, well, I'm just saying the cast in general was great. Like the cast. No, they're horrible. There's one person who was really good. Do you know who it is? Mr. Geller. No. <laughs> He was actually bad, I thought. <laughs> I love that. Did you guys pick it. up on this, though? No, you know who, who, about? who are Dimitri you Martin. saying is the best? Dimitri, Dimitri Martin. Martin was a lab technician. Oh, I did not pick up on that. He came, I mean, he like obviously was not in it that much, but it was just like a hilarious. I mean, again, it is a stellar cast for it's like a crazy weird cast. Yeah. But like, and then, which made it even crazier that Dimitri Martin popped in as like one of the lab technicians. And I was like, oh, how I never knew Demetri Martin was in Contagion. Nope. I mean, it's, it is funny, like, because there are big stars in this, like huge stars, but they're in it for such short time. Like yeah, th- it, this movie gave me like Vantage Point. Have you ever seen Vantage Point? I like that movie. They gave me that vibes with the music, kind of the thriller style. And then it's like, you have different vantage points of these people's lives. I thought that was kind of a cool aspect of it, but that also kind of took it out because I think the story was kind of jumbled because they, they just kept going from Hong Kong to London to, to Chicago, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, where are we right now? I was like, I don't know, which is, I think maybe the point, 
but yeah, I mean, it's like jumping, just get like the virus, but I, I do get what you mean. It was a little jarring at times, mm-hmm. but like also, you know, it all came back to Minneapolis kind of, right? Yeah. And it's funny because I was reading up on this. We can talk about this in a bit, but I don't think any of it was shot actually in Minneapolis. <laughs> or <Saint Paul. laughs> so, Quick but, side story on Vantage Point. Yeah. Just because it's one of my favorite things ever. My, my brother, who historically hates movies more than anything, Vantage Point is one of the only movies we've like dragged him to in theaters. <laughs> and the beauty about Vantage Point is every 20 minutes, the movie restarts, basically. So every 20 minutes in the theater, you'd hear an audible, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that got worse every 20 minutes. Can we can we have a Cody I Hate Movies podcast? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he loves Home Alone, so. That's true. Kind of missed it, but anyways. I think, I do think like if, I think if we weren't in the pandemic currently, I think I probably would have enjoyed this movie more. But I think it's real. Yeah, and. <laughs> I, it's kind of, I've always kind of felt that actually, like, even if we were, I mean, I would have enjoyed it more, but I don't think I would have like been like, oh, that's a great movie. Like, not that it didn't, it was a well done movie. It's just the subject matter. It's kind of like why I don't like love zombie movies in the first place. Like, I've never, I'll like watch the zombie movies, but they're not my favorite. It's because it's the same. It's like essentially the same thing. You know, it's a virus. Would you consider this like an almost zombie movie? Yeah, I think, I think, can, I think like virus movies are all in the same subgenre. I would have liked if it became more of a zombie movie because it'd be less real. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I Am Legend is, like, perfect because it's, like, it's like the virus, but they actually turned into, like, vampire zombie. You could probably re-edit this to be a zombie movie. hmm Yep. Ooh. So, on that topic, I mean, what other, like, virus films do you, I don't, do you watch virus films? Or is this, was this no. just, like, a <laughs> specific genre? That, uh, I mean, I'm I'm on the IMDb page right now, and I can see a few others. There's a movie called Outbreak. There's a Outbreak, movie called yep. Side Effects. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of the Invasion. I mean, there's a lot of like alien zombie. I know there's like movies that are like yeah, that. like like staying like 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 I think of like World War Z, like a lot of like Zombie Land, like all. But mm-hmm. th- that starts to get into the supernatural, where this is more like trying to stay in reality. So like yeah, I guess they're kind of different. So. <laughs> But yeah. um, this is definitely not a genre I like, but I do think it's at the very least interesting because it, uh, you know, because it's a little too real right now. But I mean, it is interesting because like I was reading up and like this movie, like right when COVID kind of hit, this movie skyrocketed back up to the charts. And I was like, yeah, everywhere. I get it. Like you just tell you like, Joe, you just said you watched, watched it. it. Yeah. Which is funny to me because when this stuff happened, I wanted to completely disassociate myself from any virus thing, like and like anything but some people were like more they were more inclined to watch that type of stuff so it's yeah, but, interesting. i mean you also gotta remember like in that those first two weeks it's crazy now but like we were like oh we're just gonna we're gonna sit inside for two weeks like crazy but like this will be like a fun stay inside you know like we weren't ma- masking we weren't like we had no clue what we were doing like uh who was it gal Godot or who like 48 hours in like all the celebrities came out with that like imagine all the people or what song did they all sing? oh yeah 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 like, that's like 48 hours in you know like those first two weeks are really bizarre and like i don't think it like hit anybody what was happening it was just like we're gonna stay inside and like and nothing will happen for, no yeah. cotton no groceries nothing just it was weird I remember having like in, in the first few weeks, like like a severe anxiety about going to the grocery store. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I didn't have to leave the house for work, but like going to the grocery store was like a big deal, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, anything. I, still, I remember that like basically when it was like we were going to lock down and I, you know, my parents were like, go to the store and get all like the dry goods. You can't, you know, like stock up. And so I'm in Wegmans and it is just, again, we're, this is like a month before masking because we haven't even been locked down yet. We just know it's coming. And the store is like jam packed. Like you could not pick a worse place to be in a pandemic. And we're all just like sprinting around. I ran into like a teacher from high school and we're like crazy, right? <laughs> like, Isn't that weird? And they actually... I mean, it wasn't quite to the level of looting, at least in our experience, but like uh, they did have the grocery store scene in this movie. So like, like, I mean, like some of it was like, yeah, like 
you're going to get coughed in the face if you go to the grocery store. I mean, this this was so like it literally could have been like found footage like this movie. Mm-hmm. And the the home invasion was pretty creepy to me, like when the, the guys were shooting the neighbors and they were like running around. Like That was terrifying. And I didn't even think of that. Like, I wouldn't even think about that until I saw that in this movie. I was like, did people do that? Like, I wonder if people actually did that. Found like, footage like COVID pandemic sound. I wouldn't watch it. I mean, but they like, have a, sounds they have like a, a cool movie. They have like a, a virus movie called Quarantine. It's a horror film and it's like very similar. Terrifying, but great. Yeah, I don't that I sounds think. terrifying to me. Um, also, I have, I don't know, Joe, since you're with D, who is around this stuff a lot, I've never seen a, a shot up the nose. You never got like a flu, like a nasal spray flu shot? Like when you were a kid, I've only gotten the shot in the shoulder or the arm. I can't think of very many that I've personally gotten, but I do know that that's a thing. That would hurt. I don't don't think it's like a shot, though. Oh, yeah, it's so much worse, though, man. It's, I mean, yeah, it's not a shot, but it's a, like, I, one year, you know, in like middle school or something, we got the nasal flu shot, whatever you want to call it, flu vaccine. And it's like, you you like you know snort in as they spray the liquid oh and it just like you just feel it go down i'm like just put a needle in me like this was miserable nothing's meant to go up your nose it was i I was thinking how crazy it was though that and like why i was just curious if they did the nasal version in this so they didn't have to show people getting shots but like she gave herself the vaccine in the leg with oh yeah weird but like i don't know if they did wanted to like shoot tons of people like in the vaccine like throughout the movie if it would have been different or like Mm -hmm. i just i wonder if it was like very purposely for shooting reasons did the nasal maybe i don't know it's a good question yeah Mm -hmm. i'd be curious i don't know yeah (laughs) i did i did think it was interesting though when they were talking with regards to the vaccine, how they were talking about like timelines for it. And they're like, well, we got to first recreate it or, you know, be able to replicate it in a lab. And then we got to do that, actually get it, but then we need to manufacture it and distribute it. And then we need to train people on it. And like, like that was almost exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they're like, Oh, it'll just take some time, but they condensed it to like, I don't know. What was it, like the second or third month that they had it out or something. See, that's why I was a little confused because they jumped around so much. I was like, wait, how long? What's the timeline of the vaccine? And then when the when the doctor was, she was like, she injected herself and then she was confused about it. And then her dad and then what? I think all I remember, I think it was like day 29 was when she discovered or like created the vaccine. It's like the only timeline I think I got right. I would like to see. Uh, I guess it'd probably have to be like a documentary, but like of like the um, development of the vaccine. That would be cool. Actually. I would watch that. It would either be really cool or really crazy or really terrifying. I'm not really sure which, but it would be interesting. Cause like, it's totally possible that they like started replicating it early. I I don't know enough about the science to speak to it, but like, I I would be interested to know because um, that's, that's one part. I don't know how accurate is in the movie versus what actually has happened. I mean, to, I, this movie seemed like they were actually going for accuracy, I'm, but I don't. Yeah, know. I got that sense too. And and say, like doing it before COVID or before, you know. Yeah, they got it. It was pretty pretty accurate, I would say. <laughs> Scary accurate. I mean, I think that's how vaccines have been developed, though. Like, right. And they, I'm going to refrain from spewing any COVID knowledge on this podcast because disclaimer this is not where you should get it from none of us <laughs> um i don't think people who spit out knowledge don't even know I, what i think that's like when it was like you know like before it even spread like the thing was that doctor in china was sequencing the virus right um you know and they like st- were trying to not let it uh like spread out but he was like doing the sequencing so that they knew what it looked like so like that usually like that happens as soon as they identify the virus um right and they probably already have something cooking like years and years before that kind of like i mean they probably anticipate stuff like this right i mean I, well, for, for novel viruses that like by definition means something they've never seen before so mm-hmm. i would imagine they they try to but you know 
there's, there's no way you could be on top of it for yeah, everything. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, like flu, you know, they have to like guess kind of, yeah. but they use like previous years to like to, to guess what the vaccines, guess what you, the new strains will be. Do you guys think like when COVID kind of started, do you think people watch this movie to like, like doctors and stuff to like, like, do you think, <laughs> do you think like people not, maybe not watch it or uh, watch the movie, but like there's people probably who worked on this movie, like CDC people, or there's probably some people in the medical field that helped with this movie. So I wonder if they like For helped sure. out with the pandemic, the current pandemic or not. Cause like, this was very accurate to what. It's a good question. I, I wouldn't be surprised to your point that if they had somebody like consult on like, Hey, what would you do in this situation so that they could make yeah. a truth form? assuming that's what they were going for um it's like fauci is like the producer (laughs) (laughs) we don't need any more conspiracies (laughs) (laughs) but uh that would be interesting yeah i i mean they definitely had a consulting people on this but unless that person is like still the expert at the cdc i doubt they like jumped like there's enough people I think who are experts at this, uh, and like with you know like again like SARS was a coronavirus like early 2000s. Yeah. It's just the like are not in like the way transmitted was like like we handled the pandemic very differently. But like these basis of a pandemic I think have been in place for like. I don't know, kind of while, even though we haven't really had our life rocked. There's like different parts of 2020. It, yeah. Like the swine flu yeah. was a thing, you know, and like all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, years ago, obviously, but. Well, getting back into mm-hmm. our kind of like sphere of knowledge, Joe, did you <laughs> figure out any like locations <laughs> for this? Because like you, you mentioned that uh, the ones in Minneapolis, Minneapolis were likely not in Minneapolis. Yeah, I did. I did a little research and I kind of wrote down what I could find, but. This movie surprisingly was shot in so many different places. I was like, that is like one of the longest list of film locations I've seen. But just this is like a few off the list. But we got Chicago, Hong Kong, Atlanta, LA, London, and Candlestick Park in San Francisco. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, they did like a vaccine thing there. Oh, they did have a scene where they were shooting or, you know, giving the vaccine. It was in the parking lot. You could see the Candlestick Park sign on the Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought that, yeah, there's just a lot in this movie. Do you you have any reference of how big this movie was when it came out? Well, Steven Sonnenberg, the director, he's pretty big. He's like a pretty big director. Yeah, it seemed like a big, like, it definitely was known. I'm just, like, curious. Like, I don't have any recollection. Like, when it came out, you definitely heard the name. Yeah, I remember, um, like, when Joe picked it, I was like, this this sounds really familiar. I thought it was, like, a Liam Neeson, like, zombie virus movie, something like days that. later. Yeah, kinda. I love that movie. But I don't know how, yeah, I'm looking it out. Let's see. I don't know if it was, like, I think it was pretty big. I just, I've never been into this type of movie, so I'd never watched it. I just can like picture where in the video store this was with all the other. Yeah. Like, why 28 days later that I, for any movie like this, I picture that cover with like the biohazard. Yeah. Yeah. Logo. Yeah. You know, I never so seen funny. that movie, but I know the cover. There you go. Apparently a lot of the cast members like didn't do this for a lot of money. And like Gwyneth Paltrow worked for free and shot her scenes in less than three days. Oh, wow. Basically for free, not for free. Well, I was going to say, there, there's some like, I think there's some like union minimum that is, because yeah. I feel like I've heard that for like, I think Jonah Hill took the minimum when he did Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street. Yeah. With yeah. Scorsese, because he was like, I just want to be in it. Like, I'll take the minimum. I mean, but and the minimum is weird... probably so good too, like for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think probably if you're Jonah Hill, it's like nothing. I, I want to say at the time it was like 35,000 or something. Which I mean, is like for crazy one movie, for that's yeah, pretty, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, pretty great. I don't know exactly how it works, but uh, right. there is some weird union thing. But again, to giant movie stars, it's essentially yeah, it's essentially no. I just thought that was interesting. Like, I wonder why this movie. Like, there was a lot of big names in this movie. Like, why are they all oh, contained? Yep, that's it. That's it. What are what what is his other movies? Like, was he coming off anything big? 
I'll read Obviously, you. he's a big name. Like he has to have other. I know it's his funny. name. So yeah, it's funny because I don't. Okay, so he's like his name is so popular, but I I'm not super familiar with him either. Okay, so his these are his okay top four movies on IMDb are Sex Lies and Videotape from '89, which I've never seen but heard of it. Traffic is like I think his biggest one that people would know. It's like the most. I don't know what the word is. Ironically, Oscar-nominated movie, I think. What year like, is that? Huh? Uh, that was 2000. Um, and then Behind the Candle Bra. Don't know that one. Oh, Aaron Brockovich. He did that one, too. I know that name. I've never seen the movie as well. Me neither. Oh, he's doing the new Magic Mike. He's doing the new Magic Mike. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you know what? He did Oceans 11 and Oceans 12, too. There you go. That's, That's what it. I know. Okay. But those aren't even his top movies. That's crazy. Huh. All he right. was director on all of those? Yep. All the all the Ocean movies. All the wow. guy, like the male-led Ocean movies. Um, I don't know. Yeah. One last thing. I So the ending. I actually, like as gross and disturbing as it was, I actually really enjoyed that because I feel like in a lot of these types of movies, they never show how the virus starts. Like they never show it. And I loved how that was so quick. It was like a two, maybe not even a two minute scene. It was like the bat eats the banana, drops the banana, pig eats the banana. Like, I thought that was really cool. Cause like you hear about this, like, Oh, COVID's from a bat or whatever. And you don't, I like how, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's kind, it's kind of hard to imagine, but this kind of did a, okay job at like mm-hmm. showing how it possibly could happen you know yeah. and it's like it's it seems like i don't know it's it's got to be one of those things where it's like man what are the chances but you know all right. it takes is one time and there you go and that's such a, a simple and, go for it yeah well i was just gonna say the important part of like the bat left because we were knocking the we we're demolishing the trees right and pushed the bats out to you know like also yeah some fun human human intervention there maybe a statement being made there yeah Yeah. i kind of got like early to like this means me doesn't make me 211 i don't think of 2011 i think of like this movie kind of felt like it was like a 2005 movie but like earlier the 2005 version of don't look don't look up kind of (laughs) but a but a virus version of it yeah well in like 10 years when we have a giant meteor about to blow the earth up. We get to, well, and we have to stay home for some reason. We'll be like, oh, let's watch Don't Look Up from 10 years ago. <laughs> right. And then we have some, you know, we have some crazy billionaire in 10 years who like, currently he's like three years old. Yep. But in 10 years, he'll be a billionaire who's like, oh, I'll fix the meteor. <laughs> no problem. I think, I think for the, if that, when that happens, I think we do. We all get together. We watch Contagion, Don't Look Up, and Armageddon, and then we <laughs> Armageddon. We save, but we save Armageddon for the last one, so we have hope. <laughs> I like that. But, but, and then, yeah, well, we get together in like a midsummer, like mm. just kind of like we're like it's kind of the end, but we can probably save it with some weird sacrifices. And dude, I would much rather go up in flames. The Wick Man. Although, actually, no, I wouldn't. That would be awful. Yeah, you know what scarred me, man? That guy jumping off a cliff in that movie. I'm really um, happy it scarred you, but I'm sorry it scarred you at the same time. <laughs> so we, we were recording this just uh, the week after the Super Bowl, uh, and I have to ask, Joe, did you like the commercial with the where they danced around the fake maypole? I forget which one it was. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, I think I, I liked I it. This. I don't remember exactly what it was advertised either. I kind of remember, but not really. I remember the yeah. dancing and then I don't remember anything else. But it, maybe we do a quick round of favorite commercials. Can I my this actually it translates really well to news, but we should rate it first. Oh, let's, yes, let's do it. Um, you start, Joe. Uh, I'm going to give it a six and a half because well, I'm going to give it a six and a half, just, you know, nasty pigs. Um, because, uh, don't bring the pigs in it. That's not their <laughs> fault. 
I I don't know. It's just like it's a little too real, but I find it interesting enough where like I, I you know, I'm not going to watch this a million times, but like it's interesting enough, especially right now, and especially contrasting it with when I watched it like two years ago, that you know it was enjoyable at least. It was at least interesting. Hmm. Um, so six and a half. Nice. Do you want me to go? Um, I'll go. I'll go. I, I, you, okay, are, you can go. You go. Um, I, I mean, I have no clue what I'm giving this right now. I mean, you know, it's it's above Tusk. So, all right. Baseline two. Um, honestly, truly the only thing going for this movie is Dimitri Murren. Like, if he wasn't in it, I was going to come in real hot on this podcast. Wait, you didn't like Matt Damon? Matt who? <laughs> I have expected you to rate this like on par with Tusk. Yeah, I but mean, this movie is actually like yeah. better than like it was better than Tusk, in my opinion. I mean, I agree, but that's not saying much. Um, you put this cast in Tusk. I don't know. Maybe we're at the same level. Um, switch the cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Contagion. With this would be Justin no. Long. This would be awful if Justin Long was in this movie. I like <laughs> Kevin Justin Smith Long. Directed it. Oh, it'll be terrible. Okay. Anyways, um, we'll go again. It's one every time. I always like at the end when we go to rate it. It's like higher in my head than before. Yep. There is very much some thing in psychology that explains that. Actually, I heard the other day, and I was like, that happens on the podcast every week. <laughs> um. But I'll go. We'll go four nine because I need it right under a five. But like, it's there. Um, stellar performance by Dimitri Martin. Like <laughs> robbed of the Oscar, if you ask me. Um, I like told my mom that he was in it, and she goes, "Is the movie funny?" <laughs> I was like, "No," but he. He's like that. He like kind of has like a funny line. Like he's kind of like a annoyed tech lab. You know, it's funny when I saw him in it. I hadn't like I was like who that guy looks so familiar, and I didn't even look it up. And then I didn't even think about it until you were like that guy's in it, and I was like, wait, that's got to be Dimitri Martin because I was like <laughs> Jesse wouldn't bring that up unless it was like some comedian that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some random guy. I'm like yeah, I looked him up. He's great. <laughs> um, so we'll go four nine. If you really want to watch something on a pandemic, I'm sure it's great. I just have no interest in that. Um, four, nine. Four, nine. Um, handshakes, which I thought was interesting that uh, like when he, the CDC guy came and gave the vaccine to that guy, the guy's son. Yeah. And then he like shook his hand. So, I was so confused by that scene. Right, like, from oh. nowadays. But also, I like that he was like, hey, do you know where the handshake came from? And he's like, no. And he's like, it's like when to show that you didn't have a weapon. And I was Watch like, Watch my cool. doc. I was, I was going to say, we need to push push the doc, yeah. Once it's All done. Right, Pringles. Okay. Um, so, yeah, four, four nine handshakes. All right, all right. Um, I'm on this very similar level that you are, Jesse. I... Uh, I honestly, I do think like if you do like these type of movies, I think this, I think you would enjoy it because it's. Now I it's don't know, well. but it it's done well, but it also seems realistic, and scientifically realistic. I don't know if that's true, but it seems like it is. Um, I like the like love the cast members. Uh, I like how it it's, I like how it is like vantage point because it's quick. There's not any like really slow scenes, which I do like about movies when they do that because it kind of jumps around a lot, which I I do like it, even though sometimes it can kind of ruin the plot a little bit. But I like that part about it. Um yeah, I mean this is not my not my genre. Uh poor pig. <laughs> poor piggies. Um I don't know. I'm gonna go four four uh <laughs> bats because give love to bats um, give love to bats show some love to them bats they're just yeah. they're born that way they can't control that they can't help it <laughs> <laughs> um but i 
yeah, I, it's a well done movie. It's just not for me. So got it. Yeah. But I, success in stressing both of you out just a little bit. I have, this is going to contradict itself, but I was feeling good about the pandemic until I watched this again. I watched this movie, but then I was also yeah. feeling okay. bad about it. Not bad about it, but I was also feeling good about it. And I felt better because of the result of the virus in this movie just seemed worse than the COVID is. So I was like, okay, I don't know. I do, yeah. I do think this, I mean, you're kind of comparing a movie to a real world pandemic, but yeah. Uh, I'm living think, in a movie, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but the Joe show. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like, it, yeah, it's tough. Like I, yeah, I just thought the movie, like the virus in this one, this whole movie, it just felt worse than real life. So I was like, okay, that's a positive. Good. I There's a silver that. lining then. And it made me feel good about it. Actually, I was like, oh wait, <laughs> we can go to bars, so we could do all this stuff. I don't feel weird about going to the grocery store anymore. Like, it's it's I don't know. It's yeah. I get sad about life, and then I watch movies about worse things. <laughs> But oh. I, I am glad that they didn't do like as like what I loved about Don't Look Up is the comedic aspect of it. But I am glad they didn't go that way with this one because it's such a serious matter. So I'm happy that they stuck with the serious tone. So could you imagine if they included like uh like, like a Deadpool element. Marvel like look to the <laughs> camera humor? They probably have a movie out there about that. There's gotta be something. Um but to answer your to, to to segue into news, my favorite Super Bowl commercial. I'm gonna go with a movie trailer because I that's that's what I'm gonna do. But I'm gonna go with the Ninja Turtle yeah. movie because looks... did that play during the? No, nope. yeah. he he like they released it like the day the morning of, but they played... I saw it online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks so good, dude. I'm, I think it's an alien movie. So did you know about this before? Super yeah, Bowl so Saturday? like a few months ago, he posted just the trailer, just the poster. That's all he did. Like he didn't say anything about it. There's nothing at IMDb, nothing. He just posted the three cast members, the three main people, and then the poster. And then nothing was really set up until the trailer really came out. So <laughs> I'm excited. It should be good. I'm very pumped about it. I love everyone in that movie. Just Dimitri Martin in it? Doubt it. <laughs> not Josh Peck, not Jonah Hill, not Dimitri Martin. This is not a Jesse movie. <laughs> not a Jesse. Pretty bad. <laughs> uh, what about you? For me, I'm gonna have to go with the Bush like Kenny G ad. That one was good. I did like that one a lot. <laughs> I just love Kenny G. I know. I thought of you when that came on. I was like, this yeah. is a real commercial. Yeah. So hands down, that's my favorite. I'm trying to think of what other good ones there were. There were a couple good ones. I, I, I always like the Doritos ones, but like they're always like so overdone that like yeah. I, they're just so ridiculous. But I, I liked the like sloths in it. Yes, of course. You got to like the sloths. I, I also like the, the, oh, go for it. The Uber Eats one where they're like eating the products. There's like a bunch of like big cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your, guy, your, your guy, your uh, guy, cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. That's why, like, I had seen it initially. Like, he shared a clip and he's like, I'm in my first Super Bowl commercial. And they're just like eating like soap. And, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but Uber Eats. <laughs> this Super Bowl felt like it was made for millennials, just the whole thing. Cause you had the halftime show. Oh, yeah. Killer. But then you had like, I just, I everything the felt the halftime show I've ever seen. It was a great halftime show. I, it just felt very like mid 2000s, which I was very okay with. But even the commercials felt like that too. I don't know. They just know their audience, I guess. I, don't know. I was okay with it. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, I also like the Lord of the Rings trailer, the Ring of Power. I'm excited about that, but also it's a series, so I'm gonna have to get into that series. <sighs> and we uh talking about series. Wait, let me guess. Search party. <laughs> no, but that's a great thing to bring up. See, have you guys watched it yet? Not yet. Okay, I'll bring it up next week great show oh guys there's kind oh my god literally <laughs> ties in every week i don't want to like ruin every anything but like there's everything you want there's I know. comedy there's I, gore there's there's kind of a cult aspect at one point there's kind of a weird like zombie pandemic-y 
like somewhat related to this at some point Whoa. too. It's just it's got everything. Anyways, it I mean I you know finished it. And like I said, I think last time when I was watching season five, like the last season was clearly like, this is our last season. Let's just like go crazy with it. Like it's the first three seasons, they like nail it. It's so good. And then it's like, they try a bunch of different stuff and it's still amazingly crazy. Thanks for bringing that up. But I'm now what I was going to say <laughs> another series that I binged through this weekend, the entire series, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Oh, what did you think? I watched the good, right? whole season. It's good, right? It's good. Yeah. It's a good show. I will say, well, one, the kid who plays Nick, love that kid. He's good. Yeah. He's so good. And I just feel like I kept being like, what else? I mean, it's funny. It's like, what else is he in? He's a, he's a kid. So it's like, he's yeah. not been acting forever. It looks like one of those kids though. But yeah, he looks like he'd be in a lot. And I just... Everything he said, I forget even that in that first episode, what he says about having a bot podcast body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, <laughs> I also love when he, um, people kept being like, "Oh, but like you're good at school," and he's like, "I'm like a B minus student," and they're like, "Really? You just look like you'd be good at school." And he's like, "Yeah, I know, I have math face." <laughs> and then like later in the series, somebody again is like, "But you're good at school," and he goes, "Why do people keep saying that?" Yep. But uh, it, it's so good. Um, and the, the humor is not like it's a kid show, but it's not like super like childish humor either. Like it's it's actually no. funny. Like it's actually yeah, like, pretty good. It's like jokes that I mean, granted, probably kids. Uh, I'm just so shocked at like the norm, what normal life is for um, kids, like with the podcast joke and stuff and like podcast. I know. Young, but like my nephew, who is what, six now, once said that his uh dana was his favorite aunt because she has a podcast that's what he so like hilarious but i guess that's like you know but you got a podcast he has he didn't know about this so (laughs) just wait just wait um we'll have him on next week and we'll watch the controller or something he can review yeah (laughs) (laughs) love that he does love home alone but um so you so you watched the whole all the movies all the movies did you watch everything all or just the show i watched 10 episodes of the show i i will say well again yeah super great i was like going through it though i was kind of like with you know gordon it i mean i don't know if i'm spoiling anything but you could spoil it i um, spoilers for mighty x game changers if you haven't seen it that's i don't know if joe for like a year like, <laughs> Oh yeah, if Joe, unless Joe, you don't unmute for a minute. <laughs> Anyways, all I was gonna say is like it's not even a spoiler, but I Gordon Bombay, you know, is back, but he's such an old grump for so long that I kept being like, Can we get to the episode where he like comes around and is like the docs again? Yeah, and great yeah. cameos from the cast. I will say that's one of the best things about it because a lot of like especially shows and movies recently that are like legacy sequels that are trying to, you know, homage the original, they do too much. I think I mentioned this last time with Halloween, like Halloween mm-hmm. kills, like it's just too much, but it's like with this, it's perfect. They go out to dinner, you know, there's like a couple people. I mean, I, for that, it's because they couldn't get the whole, a lot of the cast members to come, I assume, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm glad the people who were there were there. Yeah. Just, I mean, great again. So fun. And it's just like that story again is so good. Simple. Okay. I will say too, last, it makes me uh, love Minneapolis, St. Paul. Even though it was shot in Canada. Yeah, but like, you know, that's where the story takes. It's like, that's the Ducks, man. Um, the Minnesota Wild should really like tri- get the Ducks name back. Anyways, <laughs> like, it's come on, it's kind of garbage that Disney spun up the team in Anaheim because they're Disney. That's, like, yeah. I will say, I made a TikTok video of the Ducks locations um, and Ducks commented, Anaheim Ducks commented on it and said, more, please. So, whoa, I know I got to do my get traded to the Ducks. So (laughs) watch out. Um, That yeah, but they renewed for season two. So that's coming at some point. Really? Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's a good show. I was pleasantly surprised. I was too. Very, very glad you excited. watched it. Glad you finally watched Ho- it. Hope that kid gets some more, some more roles out of that. 
I agree. He's so good. It's funny because he's when I like first saw him on screen, I was like, oh, he's going to be like kind of like a dick. Like he just has that look about him. We're like, oh, he's going to be like kind of a like a dick. But he was not. He was like the opposite. I yeah, I didn't think he would be a dick, but I thought he'd be like. Over, like obnoxiously that character oh, and he's actually like such a sweet you feel like yeah i just love that kid yeah he's the best hilarious yeah. i mean so funny him with like mj mm-hmm. the girl like every cast yeah oh they all killed it they all yeah, killed it. pretty solid um the oscar noms came out oh i had not heard about this what we got I mean, I only looked at a little. I haven't seen like. Was there anything surprising? Macbeth was on all. I'm just kidding. Um, I actually did hear that that was nominated for something. I think about it. I'll read like the top ones, like the like a few categories. So we've got. Okay, best picture. We've got. uh, Belfast. Coda. Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, West Side Story, The Power of the Dog, Nightmare Alley, Licorice Pizza. Hmm. So I haven't only seen like two of those movies, so. I really need to see Licorice Pizza still. I know, me too. We'll have to go through and do some some Oscar nomination picks because yeah, yeah, I haven't seen most of those. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do the shorts again too. When yeah, they, those were fun. I like doing that. Song. Cool. Yeah, there's. I gotta get. I should get through some of those though. Um, I know. I've been meaning to. I always try to do that, and I'm always like, I could just watch a horror movie. And, <laughs> and a lot of those right now are the like, you know, you have to pay like twenty dollars on a streaming service to watch. And so it's like totally yeah. obviously like the, a price, like if you went to the movies, but like when you're just like sitting through Netflix and stuff, you don't know what to watch it. Like, I don't know. I really have to be like intentionally being like I agree. that night. I'm going to sit down and yeah. rent that movie. Because um, those movies you can't just throw on and like do stuff in the background. Like you have to actually watch it. And if it, $20 is like the renting, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just never going to like on a whim. Yeah. Do it. Without. No. So, have to get. I mean, what do we know when the Oscars is? Is it April? Uh, let me check. Will I be in Minneapolis during the Oscars? Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, March twenty seventh. So no. Hmm. I will. March twenty. We could do a live stream during the Oscars. Yeah, that could be fun. Is that it? it? Um. Yeah, Mighty Ducks. That really consumed all my time. <laughs> Love it. Very excited to talk about it, though. Oh, I watched this really, really good movie called The Amusement Park, uh, directed by George Romero, who did like Night of the Living Dead. This is actually, he's like the godfather of zombie movies. Funny, because I don't even watch zombie movies. But this isn't a zombie movie. It's uh, So this film like came out. Na- <laughs> it was shot in 1973. And it was like, shot in 60 millimeter and it was just put on the shelf and about two, three years ago, I think it was maybe 2017. Uh, someone found it, the film sent it to his wife. Cause he was passed away. They just sent the 60 millimeter film to his wife. And this movie's never been released. They 4k restored it, released it in 2021. And now it's like, on, it's like streaming everywhere and it's really good. It's actually, it's, it's about, it's, it's like intense subject. It's about elder abuse. But it's like, it's kind of what like I imagine hell is like. <laughs> but it's, oh, wow. it's it's very artsy. It's got like a David Lynch vibe, but it's very short. It's pretty. It's like really short, and it's it's really good. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I kind of want you like I'd be curious to hear what you think about it. It's, but like in the beginning. So the beginning, basically, the actor, the main actor, does like a monologue at the beginning and the end, and in the beginning, he basically says that all a lot of most of the people in the movie are volunteers. And a lot of the senior citizens in the movie are like volunteers as well, but have had previous like mental issues and all this other stuff and who have been kind of abused and they like wanted to be in the movie and it was like the best experience of their life. And like, it was just a whole thing. It was, it was really good. It's like, it's like a raw movie a unique one I've never seen. Before. Two questions. Yes. One, is this like a shutter thing? 
Okay. It's on Shutter, but I think it might be on Prime. Cool. Two. Where was this like shot? Do you know? Philadelphia. Everything basically not Philly, Pennsylvania. So most of Romero's films were in Pennsylvania. Interesting. Yes, it's on. Um, oh, it's on Sling, Sling, Roku, Amazon Prime, and YouTube. Not YouTube TV. So Prime, Sling, Roku, and Shutter. Let's beep all those out. They got to pay us, man. That's true. So <laughs> <get> those beep. <laughs> it's on. Beep, beep, it's streaming beep. on. <laughs> <laughs> give us that money we're not giving you free ads <laughs> netflix if you want your name out there you're gonna have to pay up um i i, I just have never seen a movie like it ever and it's very interesting it's very very interesting you, that makes me think i really would like how cool would this be if someone made maybe not a film or like they documented or did something like over the pandemic or like a podcast room, but like no one saw it for like 60 years. Yeah, it was exactly. Released. Like it I hope if... someone's been making something that isn't going to come out until 2050. Like part of me wishes Bo Burnham didn't release inside until like 40 years down the line. But then again, we wouldn't have these amazing songs. So that would have been insane. But also imagine how sad it would be if you like wait all the time and released it and everyone was like, we don't even yeah. we don't care. That's the thing. See, that's why this was accidental and it worked really well. <laughs> yeah, some of the great, you know, like... It's crazy. Mar- Marcus Aurelius uh, meditations, the like stoic Bible basically never even meant to be published. That's crazy. Supposed to be like destroyed in one of his like students. That's insane. Like, to think about. Stuff. Yeah insane stuff when yeah like someone put all this time into something and it just ne- almost never seen the light of day yeah art of art of creating not it's like yep. a true that like sand art you know where yeah. they like do these crazy things and then it just just blows away blows away yep done. i love it just like this podcast we delete every episode after <laughs> we record it <laughs> i've recorded then just go trash <laughs> <laughs> God, that would be such a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Is that it? I think that's a wrap.